0: Welcome back to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. Hey, my Courageous Beauty, this is your host, Crystal, and I am coming to you today with some really, really good words. So fasten your seatbelts, fasten your seatbelts, that's all I got to say. Now here's the thing, this is called, it's pressure at the press, okay? And so I'll explain that as we go. I want to share a couple things with you in regards to um, the press and pressure, okay? So something that came to me was the threshing floor. So if you're not familiar with the threshing floor, in biblical times, uh, during harvest is where they would take the wheat, and they would put it, it's a round stone, like a uh, flat surface where you put the wheat on it. And through pressure and crushing, they would crush the wheat. And it would be the wheat and the tares. The tares is symbolic of the, um, I guess the cap or whatever that's on the wheat, right? Um, it's almost like a shell that's that's covering the wheat. So that's the part that's not edible. So that has to be separated in order to get it off. There has to be a crushing uh, pressure to to remove that. Okay, and so the threshing is often used as a symbol for God's judgment. Trials separate those who truly believe in him and those who do not. So a busy threshing floor was was a symbol of a plentiful harvest, a bare one indicated famine and perhaps god's judgment and so he says let the wheat and the tear grow up together right so that means the part that's edible and the part that's not edible let it grow up together the part that's the harvest the part that's good and the part that's not let it grow up together and then during harvest on the threshing where there's pressure where there's crusher there's 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 a crushing let it grow up together in that time. And it says um, the, the chaff will be blown away with the wind and be burned in the fire. There was no use of it. There was no need for it. And so the chaff in the Bible is uh, basically the unedible part. It would fall to the threshing floor on a large flat surface by taking the winnowing fork or symbolic of a broom or a shovel, uh, if you will. And they would take the pow of the shaft and throw it in the air during harvest. And the wind would blow the harvested wheat up in the air. And the wind would blow away the lighter shaft, allowing the edible grains to fall to the threshing floor on the flat surface and the shaft to blow away with the wind. I hope you stand with me. So something that we have to keep in mind is that during our times of our life, when we press, we have to press towards the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'll tell you where it's at. It's in Philippians 3.14. It says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Christ, of God in Christ. And even before that, it says in Philippians 3.12, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. So it's like we didn't choose God. He chose us. Okay, Jesus was the example that we are to live our life by. And so we need to press towards being a model example of that. And one thing that I realized after listening, you know, to what God was saying about this, the mark is our destiny, our our destination. But what is the high calling? It's our purpose in God that will lead us to our destination, the area where we are called to produce fruitfulness of life, the place where God gets glory out of us happens at the threshing floor, a place of crushing, a place at the pressure, at the press of pressure, a place where we are there and the good and the bad of us are separated like unto the wheat and the tear. How God said, let them grow up together and then the chaff will be blown away by the wind and all that remains is the wheat, the substance of our lives. That is the evidence of the fruit God has pruned in and out of us thank you holy ghost for pruning and tuning of our flesh so that we won't be left behind during the harvest the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few we must be at the ready during our press to even push through to get to our destination while fulfilling our destiny within our purpose of our high calling in Christ in other words there is no press without a purpose meaning it's not in vain threshing floor reveals in us what that is and how we get there. So as I said we have to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. When you press If you're just, you can just tap something and it's not going to have the same effectiveness as a press. A press, uh, it, it requires you to put some oomph to it, to put some pressure into it in order for a thing to work, right? So that's what happened with the wheat. It had to be pressed, it had to be crushed in order for the good thing to be revealed, right? So that's why when we go through trials and tribulations, thinking not strange, thinking not strange. And I'll tell you why. Because John 15 says... This is Jesus speaking. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman, meaning that God is the gardener. Every branch in me, Jesus is saying, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in me in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned, just like the shaft. So we are supposed to be the wheat crushed on a, on, a, on a threshing floor. So it's like when you think that you're going through something and it's for no reason, your pain is going to fuel your purpose. God has a method. When the, What the enemy meant for evil, God will use it for your good. So don't think that it's always the enemy allowing you to go through trial. God trusts us with his love and and what our heart. He knows what he puts in us. So in order to get it out, you have to prune. You have to be pruned. You have to till the ground before you can put something into it. And when it starts to grow, you have to prune it. You have to clip so that it will grow and it will bear much more fruit. Because once you take the fruit off, you got to clip it so that it reveals you know, the the good of it is revealed. So I hope you understand that sometimes trials and tribulations are God allowing us to go through so he can see who he can trust. Because at the end of the day, we got to remember, God has invested in us his word. And, you know, an investment, he, he wants a return on his investment. Best believe that, best believe that he wants a return on his investment. And a lot of times we have to understand that he wants to see who's faithful. And so something that I saw online, it really struck me. It said, uh, the floor is the church. This is talking about the threshing floor again. The floor is the church. The barn is the kingdom of heaven. The field is the world. The Lord sends forth his apostles and other teachers as reapers to reap all nations of the earth. And gather them into the floor of the church. Here we must be threshed and winnowed, for all men are delighted in carnal things, as grain delights in the husk. So the grain delights in the husk because it's it is it's where it grew into. So when you grow into the world and you become subject to the things of the world, you won't be able to be subject to the good of the land of the of, of what God has for you, the kingdom of God. So that's why we have to be thrushed and willowed. We have to be broken. Our flesh has to be broken. You have to die daily to your flesh in order to to have access to the kingdom of God because and what that means is you have to die daily to what you think you know about yourself, what you think you know about this world. This world owes you nothing, but it will take you through all the pain. And so what God is saying here. We must be threshed and willowed, for all men are delighted in carnal things. There is pleasure in sin for a season. You out here having fun, living your best life, drinking, smoking, having sex, gambling, whatever, right? Okay, no one's judging you. What, What I'm saying, though, is that's only a temporary thing. Once this life is over, where are you going to be? Where is your soul going to go? Are you setting yourself up now to where you have an inheritance in heaven? Or are you setting yourself up now where your life was for nothing and you never lived a life unto God to bear fruit in order for him to get glory out of your life? Think about that. Think about how you live in your life now so that you will be like a fire, like a flame. That just continues to, to 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 catch things on fire in a positive way and continue to spread God's word. Where's your love? Where's your peace? Where's your joy? Are you spreading those things or are you just existing? Ask yourself those questions. And like I said, it says the floor is the church. The barn is the kingdom of heaven. The field is the world. The Lord sends forth his apostles and other teachers as reapers to reap all nations of the earth. Meaning we need to go out into the highways and the byways and compel people to come into the fold of God's love, into the kingdom of God. Why? Because we owe it unto God. We can't pay him back, but at least we can do our reasonable service is to talk to people about the love of God and what He, his benefits are. You know, what what it is that he does for us and what we can do for him. And what we can do for him is continue to spread the gospel, the good news. And that's basically telling people about salvation, telling people that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and that you may be safe. Because God already knew that we were not going to be able to hold up to the law that there is. The law was not built for us to necessarily just follow it. It was to show us how bad we were, how how sinful nature we were. God knew we couldn't keep hold up the bargain. The law was just to show us what it was that we looked like. It was like a mirror. And so in order to help us, he knew. He said, "Listen, I got to do something to to help my children." And so Jesus was the answer. He, was, he, knew, no, he, be, he knew no sin and became sin so that we can be the righteousness of God. He took on all of our sins. So now we have a way of escape from the enemy's tactics and from this the, the, the cares and the, and the issues of this world. We don't have to be subject to what the world says we have to be subjected to. We have a way of escape, and that is trusting and believing on Jesus. That's why he said he is divine, and we are the branches. We are connected to him keep that in mind so the lord sends forth his apostles and other teachers as reapers to reap all nations of the earth and gather them into the floor of the church here we are we must be threshed in willow you you are going to be tried by fire you you can't have a testimony without a test. god will allow things to rise up in you and and, in your life to test you to see are you just a mouth are you just just you know Saying sweet nothings, are you just going to be a hearer of the word of God and not doers? We can't just be hearing the word and not doing anything. Faith without works is dead. We have to literally stand on what we say we believe in when the trial comes. That's just like how how Matthew, one of the disciples, they at the at the Last Supper, and he was like, you know, one that dips his hand in the bread is one that's going to, um, you know betrayed me. So that was Judas, right? And then when they said it, Matthew was, he was so adamant saying that I will die with, I'm ready to die with you. And Jesus told him before the cop strikes three times, you're going to deny me. And he did. He denied him three times. Now think about that because whatever situations and circumstances arise, are we going to forget all that God has already done for us? Or are we going to allow things to play out in our life and trust that he knows what's best for us because he knows our needs are far off. He knows what it is that we need. He knows what it is that will help us. He knows what's in us. As, as in Job, in the Bible, Satan was going to and fro, trying to see who he may devour, and God asked him what he was doing. And he, and he told him. He said, I'm looking for someone who I may devour. And he said, well, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, yeah, but you have a hedge of protection around him. And he said, if you removed your hedge, I, I, I bet you he would curse you, right? And because God knew what he had put in Job, and he trusted Job to never curse him, he removed his hand. He removed the protection. And so and he told Satan, he said, you can do anything you want to do to him, but you can't kill him. Isn't that something? That's something, right? We think that God won't allow things to happen. Yes, he will. Because he's trying to prune more fruit in us. If if he sees that you're fruitful in life, there's going to be trials and tribulations that are going to arise to test you. Oh, Lord, I'll be with you always. Okay, well, I'm going to test you on that. So So don't think it's always the devil. Even when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and, you know, heaven opened up and the Holy Spirit fell on him like as of a dove. And Jesus said, this is my son and who I am, my beloved son and who I'm well pleased. Well, then it tells you that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tested 40 days and 40 nights. You're like, okay, I know you, my son, so I know you have it. But it was for a purpose to show us that even Jesus being the, the sacrificial lamb for us, he had to be tested. He was tested for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He knew his word. That's what we also have to do. We also have to know our word in order to know what weapons we have against the enemy. So here we must be threshed and willowed. For all men are delighted in carnal things. Our flesh wants what it can't have. It grieves what it can't have. When you start changing your life, you'll start noticing that it's going to get hard to try to, you know, get out of a situation, Right. Once you get out of the situation and you walk on with God, things look good. Things like. Right. So then here's here. And say you try to dibble and dabble back into your old life. It's going to be harder to get back to God because you open up that door. So keep in mind, find the door you're going to go in and stick, stick there. You know, so all men delighted in carnal things as grain delights in the husk. But who? Whoever is faithful, that's the grain, and has the the marrow of a good heart, as soon as he has light tribulation, neglecting carnal things, runs to the Lord. But if he has, but if his faith be feeble, hardly with any heavy sorrow. That's the shaft. And he who is altogether void of faith, however he may be troubled, passes not over to God. So that means if you're going through something and you suffer an affliction, your first response is to run to God. That's what he wants, and to have a sorrowful heart for the sins that you have committed. If you you feel that and you have a repentant heart and you go to God, that's where the forgiveness and the grace and mercy comes from. He can use that. He can use that. That's fruit. That's the wheat. But if your faith is feeble, is weak, hardly with any heavy sorrow, you have no remorse for anything. And you're altogether void of faith. And maybe trouble and you pass not over to God. That's a problem. The wheat when first thresh lies in one heap with the shaft. So the wheat and the shaft grow up together and straw is often winnowed to separate it. So the faithful are mixed up in one church with the unfaithful. But persecution comes as when that tossed by Christ's fan, they whose hearts were separated before may be also now separated in place. He shall not merely cleanse, but thoroughly cleanse. Therefore, the church must needs to be tried in many ways till this be accomplished. And first, the Jews winnowed it, then the Gentiles, and now the heretics. And after a time shall the Antichrist thoroughly willow it." So there's gonna be trials and tribulations that come, but God is testing our faith. He's testing our character. For as when the blast is gentle, only the lighter shaft is carried off, but the heavier remains. So a slight wind of temptation carries off the worst characters only. But should a greater storm arise, even those who seem steadfast will depart. There is need of a heavier persecution that the church should be cleansed. So in other words, as I said before, in John, let's get back to John. The threshing floor is a place of pressure. It's a place where God needs us to be pruned from what we once know. It's almost like when you exercise in the natural, your body starts to get used to the weight. So now you got to increase the weight. It's exactly what it's like. You got to increase the weight in order now because your body has built up a resistance. You're able to press past and push past the, the weight. So now you started with 10 pounds. So now you got to increase it to 15. So the more repetitions you do, the more your body gets strong enough to overcome that. So now since you've been pruned and you're bearing fruit, God's like, okay, great. You're bearing fruit, but now I need to take you to another higher level. So now I'm going to have to add some more weight to you so you can press past this. Also, we can press towards the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Father. It doesn't always feel good, but it's necessary. It's necessary. That's why you don't cast your pearls to swine. You don't give the good of what God has away to something that won't even appreciate it. Why should God get? Why should God do that? We won't do it in the natural. You meet someone and you think they're cool and you think that you know you can help them and build them up, but you really see that they're just there as fishes and loaves. The people that are just there for what you can give—they're not there. They're not invested in anything. So that's what God is saying to us. If I put my investment in you, I expect a return. Just like in the stock market, you put your money in the stock market in the natural, you expect a return. What's going to happen, though? There's trials and tribulations that come in that make the numbers go down, and then you lose your investment. What do you do? Do you stand steadfast, or do you just take your money out? Think about that. That's a level that you that people can, can relate to and because God said you're either going to serve God or mammon. Pick one. Mammon is the things of this world. Usually it's pitted, he pits himself against money because that's what people put they, they treasure in. They put it in earthen vessels where, where moths and, and 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 dust and rust can corrupt it. And we don't put our treasures in heavenly vessels anymore. That's what God wants us to do. So Paul said, as he said, not that I have already obtained this, I'm pressing towards the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. So I tell you this. Myself, I haven't just obtained this. I'm saying, I'm pressing with you. I'm pressing, I have my own press. We all have to be at a place of the threshing floor. God will allow things to stir up in our life to see where we are. Can he trust us? A lot of us can't even stand to be blessed. Can you stand to be blessed? Is it going to change your character? Is it going to change who you are as a person? Are you going to forget where you were? You know, we know that old things are passed passed away and behold, all things are made new. But that that doesn't mean to forget where you came from, to use it as a barometer, to not go back there again. Make it make sense. So the thing about it is that we have to press towards a mark. For the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And the way we get there is to stay connected to the vine. Who is Jesus himself. Who is connected to the gardener. Who then prunes who he needs to prune. And, and, and that way we can grow in him. And the way you do that is. You first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things shall be added unto us. First thing- Seek what it is that he needs you to do instead of what he can give you. And when you put your focus on him and not only material things, he'll give you what you need anyway. Because a man's ways a man's ways, will please God. He will give you desires of your heart anyway. So he'll, you'll have what you need. God said, I will supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. He'll supply what you need anyway. So our thoughts don't need to be on even what we need. If he'll care for the birds in the air and care for the foxes, they got holes. What make you think he won't care for you? The goal is for him to get fruit out of our life. So in order for us to get to get to a place where we can allow God to get fruit out of us, we need to give him our life. So if you're listening to this and you have not been saved, now is the time. And you can say this simple prayer and you can be saved. You can come to God and say, Father God, please forgive me for my sins. I thank you for keeping me and covering me and loving me. I want to be new. I want to learn of you. I want to understand where my life has purpose that meets you. I ask that you come into my life and be my God and be my Lord and help me, Father. I believe that Jesus died for me for my sins, I believe he is my savior, that he rose and he is alive and he is seated at the right hand of you in heaven. And I believe that he didn't leave us comfortless but he sent the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to lead me to all truth, to bring things back to my remembrance and to be my guide. And I ask that you help me to come into the fold and put people in my way that can help me when I don't understand And you can say that simple prayer in Jesus' name and say amen, and you have been saved. And as soon as you say that prayer, contact folk that you know that's walking this walk. Don't let yourself be out there alone. You don't have to walk this walk alone. You don't have to press alone. There is press. There is a press that we all have, and there is pressure. There is pressure at the press. You are going to go through storms of life. There's no walking with God is not a get out of jail free card. You still are going to go through trials and tribulations even with walking with God and sometimes more because the enemy don't want you to have faith. So he's going to try anything he can to try to steal your faith. That's what he wants. The enemy don't want your car. He don't want your money. He don't want your clothes. He don't want your man. He don't want your woman. He don't want any of those possessions. Right. Well, you don't own a man or woman, but some people think they do. But. You don't. he don't want your possessions, but he will attack those things if he thinks that that's going to get your faith. So don't put your faith in those things to begin with and that none of those things being shooken or shaken won't shake you. Ooh, that's a word. So I hope that you get something out of this today on this Wisdom Wednesday. I hope that you will first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness is just a right standing in him. Learning how to be obedient even through your trials and your tribulations. And all the things that you need and desire will be added unto you. But remember, there is pressure at the press. God will prune us. He will filter out the things in our life that don't need to be there, so he can, hear, so we can hear from him. He will filter people out of your life if he has to. God said he's a jealous God. He will have no other gods before him. So if you start to see people turning, once you start walking with God, you start to see people turning on you. Those they didn't need to be there anyway. You understand what I'm saying? They didn't need to be there anyway. Some people can't go with you to the promised land. Some people can't go with you to the next level where God has you. So keep in mind that people will walk away and that's okay because misery loves company. People want to see you down because they don't want to look at themselves in the mirror and see the things they need to change. So they'll try to take you down with them. Don't let nobody take you down. Don't let the cares of this world choke the word out of you. Trust in God. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path this is a loaded 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 word today it's a lot it's not for someone who's just chewing who ain't who ain't chewing meat it's time out time time play play time's over with y'all we gotta we gotta get off the milk and get on the meat of the word of God now it's time out all this you know trying to be keeping up with the Joneses and getting on social media showing everybody what you got. Use it as a tool for influence in a positive way for the Lord and not for yourself and watch what happens. Trust and know that God sees all. Sees all. He knows our end before our beginning. So I want you to take this word. I want you to look at the scriptures. I'll have them in the description. Philippians 3, 12 and 14. Matthew 12. Matthew 3 and 12. John 15. Look at those scriptures, uh, Matthew 6, 33. I'll put that in there as well. Matthew 6 and 33. As a reminder to myself, and actually, you know what? Actually, go to Matthew 6, 33 and 34. And I didn't read that to you. First seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. I said that. But actually, 34 says, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. That means as long as I'm seeking God first in his righteousness, all things should be added unto me. I don't need to worry about what's going on tomorrow. I don't need to think about tomorrow at this moment as far as what I don't have, what I will have. Because there's there's going to be evil to deal with in that day. Let's think about today and what I need to press towards for so I don't need to worry about those things and what's, what's going to happen tomorrow as far as what my flesh is and what it needs to be subjected to and all those things like that. My responsibilities, the loads that I have, take it one day at a time is what that means, okay? So I love you. I thank you for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. I hope that you be blessed. I hope that you be safe and God bless you. And I love you until next time. Peace out.